Hi, this is Mike Young, estate planning and elder law attorney in Walnut Creek, California. And I'm going to talk a little about Medi-Cal for a single person in a skilled nursing facility. So I hope these videos are helpful to you in your own estate planning. And I would like for you to hit the subscribe button and the bell below so that you'll get notice of uh, future videos I prepare. Also hit the like button. If you would like for me to answer a question, you can put the question in the comment box and then hit subscribe and I'll see it and I'll try to answer your question. Uh, don't take it as legal advice. You need to see your own attorney and uh, keep in mind that Medi-Cal is California style Medicaid. It's called Medicaid in, I think, all the other states, but Medi-Cal in California. And uh, just to let you know, I put on Zoom workshops on the second and fourth Thursdays of every month at 10 a.m. I would like to see you there. The Zoom workshops are fun. They're interactive. Uh, we usually have quite a few people. And I'll leave a link below so that you can sign up and uh, participate in the Zoom meeting. Also, go to my uh, website, walnutcreekelderlaw.com, find the sign-up page and sign up there. So, for Medi-Cal, for skilled nursing, two ways to end up, so to speak, in a skilled nursing facility for my older clients. Uh, one way is something happens, something bad happens, maybe, and you have to go to the hospital. Uh, let's say you break a hip and you have to go to the hospital and you need surgery and you're formally admitted for and you're there for three nights and after that period of time you are discharged to a skilled nursing facility for rehabilitation so now you're in the skilled nursing facility and medicare is paying for your stay and medicare will usually pay for the first 20 days and you can appeal that up to 100 days, but I have seen that those appeals are not rentally, readily granted. So then at 20 days, uh, let's say your medical doctor says you need to stay and uh, that you need that level of care and that the skilled nursing facility has given you notice that in their opinion, uh, you have plateaued and are no longer improving in your rehabilitation and they would like for you to leave but your medical doctor thinks you need to stay because he thinks you need that level of care so now you can either private pay um, and i have seen figures like 10 to 15 grand a month you can either private pay uh, tap into your long-term care insurance or see if you can qualify for medi-cal so i'll go over medi-cal and uh, the other way to go to skilled nursing is to go in, to go straight in. So let's say you go straight in, you start to private pay, and then you want to switch over to Medi-Cal, uh, Medi uh, but you still have to qualify for Medi-Cal. In either situation, in either of those two instances, uh, the skilled nursing facility that has signed up for the Medi-Cal program and most of them seem to be, but you always need to check, uh, cannot discriminate against you. Uh, 
they cannot say they don't have a Medi-Cal bed once you mention Medi-Cal, except if you go straight in to a skilled nursing facility without going to the hospital, you go straight into a skilled nursing facility and you say, I want to qualify for Medi-Cal. <laughs> they don't have to call, they don't have to uh, cooperate with you in that instance. So let's talk about a single person who is in a skilled nursing facility. So let's say she, her name is Betty Smith. And we are filling out the Medi-Cal application for Betty Smith. So first question on the application, well, one of the first questions, one of the questions, Betty, do you own a home? Yes, I have a million dollar home in Walnut Creek, California. And the application says, uh, asks the question, Betty, do you intend to return home? Yes. So check the box. Always check the box. I intend to return home. So as of that point in time, the home is exempt as an asset for qualification for Medi-Cal. So the state wants to see a subjective intent in writing to return home by the Medi-Cal applicant. And that makes the home exempt. So before that, when I do estate planning, preparing estate planning documents for my clients, I have a standalone form, intent to return home. And it has uh, the language the state wants to see, a subjective intent in writing to return home, even if you are in a skilled nursing facility. So I get arguments from clients sometimes. They'll say, Mr. Young, I don't want to return home. I really don't. I don't want to be a burden on my family. And I'll say, just listen to me. Just sign my document. Check the box on the application because we want your home to be exempt as an asset for qualification for Medi-Cal. If you have your home in your revocable living trust and you die after having been on Medi-Cal, the home is not subject to a lien for recoupment by the state of California. So that's a fairly new law, January 1st, 2017. So we're applying for Betty. She can have a home. Betty, do you have any IRAs? Yes. I have $300,000 in IRAs. Those are exempt. IRAs as assets are exempt or they don't count, so to speak. In addition, IRAs as a class of an asset, IRAs, 401ks, other qualified assets, retirement assets, uh, are not only exempt for qualification, but are exempt from recoupment by the state of California if you pass away after having been on Medi-Cal. So Betty, do you have a car? Yes. I have a Cadillac. I use it for transportation. Okay, Betty, your car is exempt. We won't count it. Uh, she can also have household goods, pers personal effects, heirloom jewelry. Uh, she can have uh, term life insurance of any amount. So maybe she has uh, life insurance worth $100,000 that uh, says when she dies, it goes to her son, totally excluded. 
what the state is looking for insurance in insurance is cash. So let's say Betty has a whole life insurance policy and it has $1,500 cash in it. That's exempt. But any more than that will disqualify uh, Betty for qualification for Medi-Cal. So if there's $5,000 cash in there, we need to do something with it. We need to get it out. Hopefully, uh, at this point in time, uh, Betty has a good mental capacity and she can sign the papers to get that money out, do something with it. If not, if she has lost capacity, we need to rely on her financial durable power of attorney, which should include gifting. And hopefully, she has gone to her elder law attorney to make sure she has all of those powers in her financial durable power of attorney. Uh, Betty can have a burial plot, it's totally excluded. She can have a prepaid irrevocable burial plan plus $1,500 in designated funds. Those are all excluded, she can have those. Uh, she can have work-related annuities, so retirement annuities, so to speak, they're exempt. Uh, she can have non-work-related annuities. They may have to be restructured. And uh, please see your elder law attorney about this. There are all kinds of rules on annuities uh, regarding when they were issued, etc. cetera. Uh, maybe they have to be restructured. And the structure has to show that the amount of the annuity shall be distributed in periodic payments over the lifetime of the annuitant, the, the older person, uh, over her lifetime, over her lifetime under Social Security uh, tables. And as of January 1st, 2017, the residue is not subject to recoupment uh, because it does not go through uh, probate usually. And I'll do another video on that. So those are the, basically the assets that she can have, except for cash. So she can have her $200,000 or her $300,000 in IRAs, but then otherwise she cannot have more than $2,000, $2,000. So when she's preparing uh, for Medi-Cal and she's seen her elder law attorney, uh, we have set up gifting language and gifting procedures which are married between, <clears throat> excuse me, the revocable living trust and uh, the financial durable power of attorney. So we may have to do gifting to get her Betty qualified for Medi-Cal because uh, she cannot have more than $2,000 in her name at the end of any month during her stay on Medi-Cal and she cannot have more than $2,000 for qualification. So if she did have more than $2,000, she can, she can spend it, of course, uh, and on anything, really. She could take a trip on the QE2 uh, Crystal Cruise to Europe to spend down, but we can do gifting also. There's a, and this becomes complicated, but there's a 30-month look-back period. Uh, I need to do another video on that, and a $10,200 and $98 divisor against 
lump sums that are gifted. So basically, not more than $2,000 plus the IRAs, plus the home, plus the car, and the other items I mentioned. So those are assets. Her income, Betty's income, goes to the nursing home as a share of cost. It's called share of cost. So Betty's income from all sources, required minimum distributions, social security income, pension income, whatever it is, whatever her income is on a monthly basis goes to the nursing home toward the expenditure for her stay. And it's called a share of cost. So when I meet with clients, uh, whether it's a couple and we have um, a, a broader latitude with these rules when I have a couple, <clears throat> but here we just have a single person. But either way, if my client is a couple, clients are a couple or a single person, when I'm preparing estate planning documents and discussing all of these things, we go through scenarios as to how and at what period of time we could get either of them qualified for Medi-Cal. And uh, I sketch it up, sketch it out on a big whiteboard in the conference room uh, or on the computer uh, during a Zoom meeting. And I show how gifting and transfers would work and when we would need to do it. So now we've gotten Betty qualified for Medi-Cal. She's in a skilled nursing facility. This, she's gone past her 20 days. The skilled, her medical doctor says she needs to stay because she needs that level of care. Uh, Betty gets to keep her million dollar home, her $300,000 in IRAs, and uh, her car, and uh, maybe her annuity. And most of that, and we've assured ourselves that those assets are not, uh, that they are exempt for, from recovery by the state of California. So that is it for a single person. And I will do another video for qualification for, uh, for a married couple. So this is Mike Young, estate planning and elder law attorney in Walnut Creek, California. And uh, I will put reference or, or links uh, to other videos that you can link to on some of these related issues. So thank you so much for walking, uh, watching. <laughs> And do not forget to sign up for my Zoom workshops. Thank you.